so basically, my name is Ping. So I'm the founder of Alive Form, which is a 3D printed footwear brand uh, that uh, I'm currently located in Japan. So that's kind of where I'm working from. But uh, I am originally from Singapore. So I studied there and uh, grew up there. Then I had the opportunity to come um, experience life in Japan. I think that also inspired me a lot. Um, mm. Wanting to start my own brand after looking at other creatives that do the same in Japan as well. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe so I want to hear about your story of like how you got to creating your own brand and why you specifically decided to focus on 3D printing, everything like that. Like, what was your inspiration? Have you always been interested in fashion and design? How did it all begin? Right, right. So basically, I think, I think a good way to look at it is, I think I'm always interested in design and art, like, like since I grew up. So like, I think like drawing has been a big part of like what I wanted to do, as well, and. I did consider trying to be an artist, but I think at the end of the day, because from where I'm from, I'm from Singapore. So I think the main industry uh, is like finance and everyone is really um, uh, practical in that sense. Um, and I think like it's kind of challenging to be an artist in some sense in Singapore. Uh, so like, I think like the people around me as well, so I've been influenced by that. So I wanted something that's a little bit more, in some sense, practical. So kind of enroll in like product design. But even before that, I've been always interested in making stuff and just like, like ever since I was a kid. So so I thought like like product design, like in product design would be kind of like the good fit, which is like it was either product design or engineering. Uh, but in the end, I went with like product design. So. I enroll in like the the university in Singapore, so I think that's kind of like how I first started to get uh, exposed to three D printing. Because, like, I mean, with a product design uh, school, you have a design school. You basically you have like the tools to make make things, and I think three D printer three D print printer or three D printing is kind of like the the most interesting kind of. Uh, tool that excites me so like when I saw it I was really excited thinking like oh so you could create anything out of this one material or using this one machine you could create like almost like any shape you want and you, you're kind of like not really restricted as compared to how I understand like traditional manufacturing is a really complicated process and we do have like more traditional way of making things so I did like wood carving and all which I really like, like furniture design. I did furniture design for my final year project. But at the same time, I was really intrigued by 3D printing. And that was kind of also the time where Adidas um, released their first 3D printed for 3D printed, it's called Future Craft. And they had the 3D printed like midsole shoe, which like I was really intrigued. So I was like, oh, so you know, like, so they had the understanding that, oh, it doesn't have to be just a prototype. It could be something that's physical out in the market because like traditionally 3D printing has been used mostly for prototyping 
with like big companies like Nike and you know Adidas and all, they do 3D printing as part of their process uh, for prototyping to understand the shape uh, and form. But usually you don't actually uh, do 3D printing as part of the final product. I think there are like few challenges with like, uh, I think like cost is like a main problem and also like the ability to scale. But like when Adidas like kind of first unveiled their 3D printing uh, shoe, I was like something like just clicked in my mind like, oh, so you can actually do that. And then coupled mm-hmm. with the 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 pattern that was uh that kind of ended for um 3d printing so like basically desktop printers are kind of like everywhere becoming like really mainstream and that sort of like gave access to me so i kind of like after i graduated i kind of like bought my first 3d printer and i started you know like by just like making making like like squishy like trying to emulate something that's something that's suitable for like a midsole like a squishy material so like even though like at my job it's completely unrelated that's like what i really have like passion in so i just like kept on creating at the same time i share like my creation uh on instagram and i felt that people really appreciate the uh like trying to create something new and you know testing materials and 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 design so i thought that was like a kind of good move. So I, subsequently, I kind of posted more and I gave, it's kind of like, like while working like in, in, um, in the, in the design firm was, uh, designing packaging, which is, is, is fun as well. But sometimes I think the lack of, because like we are a branding agency, we don't actually, most of the time, we don't actually see physical product that much. And that made me feel like, uh, like 3D printing is like my go-to to kind of make physical product, have them in my hands. Because like as a product designer, like the end product you want to see is something physical, which we don't always get to do. Like we do a lot of concepts. So like this is kind of like a kind of alternative to kind of fulfill like what I wanted to do. So I began like kind of testing and all and and that kind of made me um, really think that, oh, maybe this is something I could do moving forward. And subsequently, I joined a footwear company uh, in Japan as well. Uh, and through that experience, I was like thinking, it like the footwear company is, is really a good experience, um, understanding like the basics of footwear. But at the same time, I feel that that's a... Um, uh, I wouldn't say like like it's it's more like a lifestyle shoe, like uh more mainstream sneaker, but I always am um interested or driven by something that's novel. I think like all the all the designers that I admire, for example, like Zaha Hadid, uh Ross Love Groove, and recent more recently Nary Oxman, like they, they create like processes and they create like designs that are really intriguing like I think that's what really fascinates me like how design could be somewhere in between a functional product and a artwork so yeah. I think that's really like interesting for me like I wanted to know how I could create I thought like 3D printing is kind of like the perfect medium to kind of create 
designs as such. So I kind of like, uh, like eventually I kind of like uh wanted to put my foot down and you know start a brand on my own. Yeah, uh, I wanna so I want to go into your specific designs, but first, maybe mm -hmm. if since you have such an interest in three D printing generally, can you explain like how it actually works and how if you want to three D print something, how do you go about that? Do you put your design into a system and then it just prints it out? Like, do you know how much it how it works? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I could do a little bit of explanation. So. Like 3D printing is sort of like an overarching term for this technology where you do basically is additive manufacturing, which is um, traditionally you either make things out of mold or you do them by a subtractive method, which is you take a piece of wood, you want a bowl, right? So the bowl is, you can imagine the bowl inside of the wood. So you need to take out the additional um parts of the wood to reveal the bowl, for example, like a wooden bowl. But with yeah. additive manufacturing, you you add instead of subtract to get the final result. So it's basically layers upon layers of adding materials. So imagine like paper, taking a stack of paper, but with each piece of paper, it's like a cross-section of the object you want to create. So by varying the cross-section, it kind of grows and kind of forms the shape of the object you want. So that's basically that's 3D printing. Cool. Yeah, 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 it's really cool. So 3D printing that it's it's just a general overarching uh, term terminology, but like specifically there are different ways of doing 3D printing. There are like a couple um, of ways. So you, but I think it's easy, like, it's cut like to explain it in a very, I can go really detailed, but like, the way to understand, I think 3D printing in a, I think like easy to understand way is that it it creates uh, an object out of um, stacking layers of and layers of material upon each other. And like how all these different technology varies is, um, I would say mainly by the, ma the material that is printed with. So you could print it with like regular plastic, like for example, thermal plastic like ABS, which is like kind of more regular plastic that we use every day, like PET, you know, those kind of material. And then we have, those are basically melted. So you melt them and you extrude them. Uh, by melting them, you, you create layers and layers of material uh, by extruding through a nozzle and you basically draw draws a path where the material will go. Then something else would be like a liquid resin so liquid resin, basically how it works is that it cures, um, it, it hardens and cures when you expose it to a certain wave, uh, a light of a certain wavelength. So basically you shine a light uh, on it and it hardens into a certain shape. So that's how it works. So, and then there's finally one more kind. I think like the general three groups, I would say like it's through um, laser sintering which is like powder, plastic material, or it could be powder. It can be metal as well. So they are basically like powder form and there's a laser that's that, that kind of draws the shape of the the object. La same, same thing, like layers upon layers, but the laser actually kind of like binds the, melts and binds the powder together. So that's how it works. So you have like melting of materials, 
basically melting of materials or using like light to cure them. So that's uh, basically how it works. And if I, also if you, for example, if you, how you want to go about it, if you are someone that just is starting and interested in this kind of technology, that's like, it's so accessible now with 3D printing, you could get one uh, on the market for like $200 or even less. And, you know, you have like quite a few options that you could pick from. So you could just, you know, get the printer, you know, print them. And depending on like what you want, like what sort of result or what what sort of item you want to print, you would choose, probably choose different printer based on like what you need. Yeah. yeah. I hope that. That's so cool. Answer. Yeah, that was going to, I was going to ask how expensive it was because obviously, yeah, you bought your own 3D printer, but yeah, 200, $200 or 200 pounds, that's, yeah, it is rather accessible. I was thinking they would be more in the thousands. So that's that's really interesting. Do you and then you buy the materials to go to obviously go into the machine to create the layers. Are they expensive or how do you even buy those? Oh, you could just get them like um like whatever you buy the printers, you can probably get them or you could just Google it real quick. And it's just like it's it's actually very, very mainstream. I would say you could get them on Amazon or you know depending on where you are. Um, I'm sure there's somewhere, uh, someplace that's relatively near near you or, or somewhere that can ship to you relatively easy, easily. And they're not really expensive, for example. Um, I would say on an average, you could get one kilogram of material for about $20 to $30. And what with one kilogram of material, that's actually quite a lot. Because like plastic is not really that dense. So you actually get to print quite a lot with like just one kg of like material. Interesting. Yeah. And then, so when you were studying this, when you were studying product development, did they teach you how to use the 3D printing or was it that you just saw a 3D printer and it sparked your interest and then you taught yourself how about it? Right. I think it's it's a bit of both. So like in, in our school, we have, um, kind of like big industrial, I wouldn't really say industrial, but they're kind of more like for like, like for companies, big companies that do prototyping. So those are kind of handled by, you have a technician, but basically I, I do print with them. So like we just pick, make a formal request and they will help us print it. And they also have um, desktop printers where you could just like fiddle around, like you could just print on your own when you want to. Uh, that's so they have two kind. The desktop ones are the like two hundred, three hundred, two three hundred dollars one I'm talking about. So they have both like like really expensive ones and um like really cheap ones, and obviously they yield different results. So that's why the uh costs are involved, cost difference. Cool. Yeah. And now mm -hmm. speaking about your footwear design, how do you mm -hmm. go about three D printing footwear for the start? How was so when you first had this inspiration and you were like, okay, I want to make 3D printed footwear, how what was how long did it take to get to where you are now? Did you just think of a design straight away and then it worked or was there a lot of trial and error in the process? Yeah, I think like I tried for, I would say two, two, two to three years. But actually like, okay, so basically what, like I had good kind of result with trying to 3D print um, 
like mid so and all. But I think the tricky part is to figure out how to, for example, if I want to create brand like scaling, is going to be a challenge and trying to make the print reliable. Most of the time, the prints are not not so reliable because like the material that you want to print with is um is I'm using a material called TPU uh to print. It's sort of like an elastic material, like it's a I believe it's an elastomer. Yeah. So that gives you the like qualities of being like soft and flexible, like which is what you want in the footwear. But the tricky part is that because it's soft and flexible, it's difficult to print. So as much as I can print prototype, but at the end of the day, trying to work out a, a skill whereby I can print quality, like prints that have quality, uh, that I'm able to deliver to like customers, uh, it's 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 actually a huge challenge. And I've been like also like looking around with like what are the different technologies. So that's one of the technology. It's called FDM, so it's fuse deposit uh material, I believe. So basically, yeah. it melts the plastic. So it's kind of comes in real and spools on material, uh, where you actually fit it in the machine and it melts. So that's one of the most uh most uh entry level kind of printer where everybody usually starts with. So I've been working on them. They work great, but at the end end of the day, they are not like the prints are not reliable, and I have problems with them. So that's one thing. And the next is that I tried different like different technology as well. I tried the liquid resin one, but so I I kind of bought a bunch of materials. the The liquid resin one is actually what um the Adidas Four D Future Craft. Their Four D mid so is actually made out of resin. So. A liquid resin so i tried like a bunch of materials i probably tried like 10 or something like different like flexible materials and doing then like flexible materials in resin is not so common it's hard to find them they're really expensive and at the end of the day they don't last they don't last for long so just after a few months like right after you print they feel like squishy and you know comfortable but after a few months they they kind of break down. So then I kind of like had the problem of trying to figure out how to uh, produce them. Uh, then luck, like somehow out of like, I, I believe like luck, a a, um, a 3D printer company um, uh, founder actually contacted me saying, hey, your your designs are actually 3D printable. They look like they're designed for 3D printing. So I thought that, yes, like I really wanted to do that. So I've been always trying to do that. And and, and he suggested, hey, why don't we print a sample for you? Uh, and we can see how it goes. So basically, that's kind of how I started. Like, I think I always wanted to create the brand, but I couldn't quite figure out the way to produce um, prints that were reliable and good design. So these, uh, this company actually uh, 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 kind of offered, kindly offered to print a sample. And after I received the sample, I was like, oh yes, this, this kind of, this really works. That's the first company and that wow. they're from China. So, so were you just, were you putting your work on Instagram, your design, and then yes. they weren't necessarily designs? Were you creating prototypes or were they just the design? Yeah, 
prototypes. There were prototypes, some were prototypes, some were designs. Uh, like a lot of times I try to create like prototypes uh, with the design. So I think, uh, I think like Instagram is sort of like a good place where, you know, people see your work and that's kind of how they contacted me. That's one of them. Then the other one is a German company um, called Zellerfield. Mm-hmm. So um, with Zellerfield, they, um, they are, okay, so they're based in Germany. So they're using complete different technology and their technology works really well as well. So that's like, then suddenly I realized that there's two companies that's able to do um, 3D printing uh uh, for my design, so so that's that's something. They like they just reached out to you in the hope that you would then use them to kind of mass produce your design. Is that is that the intention? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think the initial intention was that um, I think people in three D printing are like most mostly like passionate about the technology, um, yeah. not just about like uh uh making a profit. So. Uh, like I think they initially when they initially contacted me, they didn't have the um both, didn't actually have the um uh preconceived idea that you know like it's gonna be produced or what. We were like just like chatting like it could be like we're thinking like how we could like make this happen together. Yeah. And I think after you know like interacting, working, and trying to print samples, then we realized oh okay, we could actually do this together, and it's just kind of organically work together i feel yeah that makes so much sense like actually just exploring the possibilities of this new technology that's interesting and so they created one prototype for you was it did it work from the get-go how many iterations did they do before you thought okay this is something we could actually have as a legitimate product i think depends on the shoe design so for example the um for example the german company i did like a design called coral runner so basically it's it's basically uh like a design that's inspired by coral and you see kind of like the patterns of like the natural growth of a brain coral the pattern that's applied onto the shoe and that i think pretty much from the first shoe it's already wearable which is which is like super promising but they've been testing on their side as well uh but of course you just like with like the design you also need to find you. I think likewise with the likewise with the um other company. Like when I received the shoe, like you like I like understand that oh okay, this is something that you could wear. You it doesn't just like rip rip apart or or it's not just gonna uh, uh like give when you, you know, walk uh or something like that. So then I realized, oh okay, so these are like yeah, I could do this. And yeah. obviously you have kind of two Instagram pages. You have Common Conception and now a live form. Is the yeah. difference between them that Common Conception is kind of your footwear design concepts and then a live form is now your brand with 3D printed footwear that can actually be sold? Is that the right way to differentiate the two? Yeah, exactly. So basically like common conception it's kind of like i just started that with like basically design ideas uh for like just design ideas and you know prototyping and a life form is like the the kind of offspring of that which is like the the brand so 
basically you are right. So one is the brand itself and one is the, um, like just like my designs in general. Yeah. And I mean, I love your alive form design, like the shoes. I don't even know how you describe them. Like, obviously I'll let you talk through the design, but they're like big kind of squishy looking kind of futuristic looking like foam shoes. I don't know. What was your inspiration behind these? Right. So they are, you know, like a plant called Monstera. So if, if you see the leaves, they are kind of like uh, wavy, like wavy. They have like kind of like cuts, like curvy cuts into the leaves. That is like where I draw the inspiration of the lines. And the, the, it, sorry, the Latin translation of the the plant, which it's actually it actually meant something that's uh, outrageous or monstrous, monstrous, and kind of like crazy. So I kind of like wanted to inherit that idea, whereby the shoe is kind of like the proportion of the shoe is really exaggerated. So kind of like a you know like a chunky monster or, or something like that. So. So like that's really taking inspiration from the uh, plant itself. Yeah, they're so cool. I really like, I need them. <laughs> they're so cool. But how long did it take you to come up with this design? Was it on the first iteration or, yeah, how long did it take you? That's actually the second iteration. Second, oh, you mean the, the design itself or the whereby the, the design shoot. itself and then actually the 3D printed version that was actually a, usable product right i think the design itself was i came up with the design i think just over the weekend um the first very design and then i exaggerated the proportions like like i had like sort of like uh like like it, it, it was originally i designed it with a more regular proportion then i had the idea of creating sort of like a monster-esque look. Um, that's whereby I made it chunky after that. So I sort of like took a weekend to design like the basic one. I just like left it there. Then like a few months after that, I realized, that, oh, I can connect back to the ideas. Like I always look back at my design ideas and go back to change them or update them. So I think like a lot of my designs are, they have a V1. Then maybe a few months later, there'll be a version two or version three. So I always look back at my design. Yeah, exactly. Like, like being inspired from, uh, by the new things around me Then I kind of put back to like the designs where I see there's like potential, uh, and ideas for them. Yeah. That's cool. But you've obviously now been able to create your brand alive form with these shoes as the kind of starting product how long did it take you to develop the project through 3d printing until it was something that could wear be worn what was that process like i think i took about six to eight months it was really trying to figure out because this shoe is a little bit weird in in some sense because yeah I think the challenging part is trying to figure out what kind of shoe last. So basically a shoe last is the soft light, the shape, somewhat shape of a leg or like a feet, whereby you create your designs on it so that it fits your leg, right? Yeah. But the challenging part is that 
there's no laces. So, um, like with the first design, because usually, uh, you you take the foot last out of the shoe that you have made, so you use that as a template to make it right. But then the the tricky part is that the shoe will be stuck on your uh, like it will be too tight basically. So you imagine like a shoe last is, it's, it like a shoe that doesn't have laces, it's it's gonna be really tight. So you cannot even put your foot in. Then I have to figure out how to find the balance whereby you can wear them but it's not gonna fall off because it's too loose after wearing them so it's kind of like foam shoes um yeah like basically it's similar to foam shoe but it has its like 3d printing has its a little bit like the material itself has its other challenges so i had to like go back and forth to try to figure out like i think the design is kind of more or less all right but it's more of like trying to figure out the fit um in terms of like uh if, if it's going to fit you well wearing them, that is like the part of the challenge that I was facing when trying to create this design. Yeah, it must have been really challenging. So it's really impressive you've been able to figure all these different elements out, especially with such a new technology. But how do you, what is the input that you give to the 3D printing machine for the design? Do you do this in some sort of digital software or how does that work? Right. So basically how it works is, Yes, I basically created the design in a uh, software um, called Rhino. So it's a 3D, uh, 3D software. And I use a plugin called Grasshopper. So like, because like the outside just looks like sort of like a foam shoe until you, you have it physically in your hands and you realize that it's not. But other than that, it like from the outside kind of looks like a foam shoe. But on the inside, like instead of foam, it's made out of like 3D lattice. Uh, basically lattice are like struts of like thin material that kind of emulates the the like feeling of softness and at the same time support, right? It has to support your weight because if you fill the whole shoe with like, like that one material is going to be so dense and so heavy uh, so and so hard. So like I have to generate this in a like computational software called Grasshopper. So creating the design, then kind of also having to create uh create the uh, lattice, which is like kind of like the cushioning structure in sort of like a computational design aspect of it to create the whole design. Yeah, that's so cool. I I have seen it. I think on your page there's something where you've cut it in half or shown the inside yeah. and yet kind of like I don't know like grids of material rather than it being a solid foam because yeah obviously that would kind of squish and not really work well so yeah it makes a lot of sense that's it's so clever how you've been able to figure it all out but I also saw as to ask you about kind of a different subject I saw on your page that you've used 3D technology to showcase the product so like 3D renders of the product why have you done this and maybe you can explain a bit more about that i think like with 3d renders i think 3d renders like a really common um uh i, I feel like for one reason is that it's really practical like you could create renders like of course like photoshoot is great but 
being able to preview your design, being able to understand your design based on the render is really helpful as well. And it helps people imagine um, like what you're trying to create. And also you could create scenes that, you know, you don't necessarily, uh, you don't necessarily uh, able to create in like the physical real world. So I think that's sort of like a really intriguing aspect of it. For example, the one I did like a floating person probably it's going to take a lot of effort or like it's, it's basically like kind of impossible trying to make a person float okay it's just for context i create a render that's a person floating yeah uh, on top of a water and like wearing the shoes so i think that that's kind of like the interesting aspect of it and i think most of yeah i think 3d printing is uh, 3d render is also kind of like the standard as well in trying to like illustrate idea and concept yeah so to help people understand as well so so yeah it's just a very useful tool yeah so you feel that helped you kind of get your idea across and also in the branding and everything like this but did you create the render yourself or did you use did someone else create it for you uh for now like everything is created by me wow that's really impressive you obviously have like really extensive knowledge of all these different tools it's really cool how long did it take you to create that floating picture maybe over the weekend something yeah. like that yeah like something like over the weekend like two one two days i'd say yeah and is is 3d printing do you want to see it become more common in the footwear fashion industry or are you happy for it to be like your own like sub niche? Do you think it's the future or do you think it's still going to be this alternative way of creating footwear? Mm, I think I would actually like to see it being more widely adopted. Uh, of course, being a niche is a good thing, but I think there's like so much potential in 3D printing that maybe not everyone is seeing. But like the way I see is that it has, it's basically one material, but depending on how you organize the material structure, it can have different properties. So with a, like a regular shoe, you see as, you know, you have leather, you have a suede, you have mesh, you know, for example, like mesh is for breathability. Um, mm -hmm. Then you have a foam, which is like cushioning. Right, and you have like fabric, uh, for example, leather that is kind of, uh, for, I guess like leather is a little bit more rigid, so it's kind of, like, like that's kind of like the materials that we usually use. But the reason, the reasoning for choosing this material is based on how they perform functionally. I mean, aesthetic as well. But like, for example, like footwear, like sneakers and you know running shoes, they're all based on mostly based on functions. But imagine taking 3D printing material by rearranging how the structure is. You can have all this different like function baked into one shoe using one material. I thought that's really, really interesting. Um, and that also soft help, I think helps even the idea about like recyclability in a way because having like multiple materials on one shoe is 
extremely complex to try to disassemble them and try to recycle them. But when you have just one material, it's it's like way more straightforward and simple. And I, I just I just feel that this way of creating um a product is very elegant. I think like in, in some way like influenced by you know the Apple MacBook. So yeah. like the the case of the Mac, like MacBook or MacBook Pro, like it, it's the exterior is made out of like a metal, right? Like aluminum. So basically yeah. they take out materials. They how can I say? They they produce it in such a way that traditionally it's made out of plastic. And with the case itself, you have like multiple components. But the way they do it is that they, they try to simplify everything. Um by this uh shell, it it kind of has the function of like the different parts, but it's the the number of parts is reduced like significantly and, and it's just basically make um the whole process more streamlined. And I think that makes a lot of sense, like if we are talking about yeah. like designing products. Yeah, like it, coming from the ele- you're right. And I'm glad you brought up sustainability because I was going to ask you about it because obviously using kind of these things like resin or the different plastics you mentioned, they're obviously traditionally not that sustainable in terms of the materials. But yeah, if you can make a product all of one material, that's obviously going to make it way easier to recycle or yeah, in whatever way. And it's interesting as well what you were saying with how you want it, the opportunities of 3D printing, because I was listening to something before and it was saying how technology is really dictating fashion design. So it's, yeah, as these different technologies evolve, we'll obviously find different ways to create and that's what you're doing. And then you've been able to produce something that's unique, but also advanced and also now more sustainable. So it's, it's really, it's really cool in that way. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to like, put it out there that this shoe is currently like I don't have the means to recycle them yet but yeah eventually I believe that I can actually collect them and recycle them um that's yeah. one thing but I just wanted to say like in terms of a direction or something to start with to try to be a little bit more conscious about what we make I think it's a good direction to start with um but I believe like the technology will be able to evolve in such a way that Maybe even like we don't even need to recycle them. They will just like break down. For example, like if, if it's compostable or maybe uh or it, it breaks down naturally, like uh in the soil or something, uh that would be great. Like I think like the ultimate dream that um I don't really know how to to make it a reality is actually to grow a pair of shoes out of like material. So like that's kinda like the like the end game. The way I slam yeah. but I think for now, 3D printing is like the close alternative, relatively close. That's so cool. Yeah, so you could literally use a certain material, grow it in a certain um like design by putting your input into it, and then it would also decompose. That would be so cool. I hope that that's what life is in the future. That would be so so cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of like how I envision it. Hopefully, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's also just what you're saying. Obviously, yeah, it's not a hundred percent um sustainable now, but nothing ever is. And the fact that you're thinking about it 
now is like yeah the best possible way to evolve and i also think that sustainability with any kind of fashion product should really start in the product development stage because right. yeah because thinking about how at some point it could be recycled is better than yeah using multiple materials putting it together in a really complicated way that's going to make it next to impossible to recycle so i think the way that you're thinking is really the right way and it's good but um do you um what advice would you have for other people trying to start their own um brand in this way right i think i think just brand in general would you say um yeah or a fashion brand or footwear brand or or anything like this it like I think something that's easier to start with is like trying to find a unique point of view um, with your products or your ideas and really it's just to go try like 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 I just started as well I have no idea like what direction would um, this uh, design like this company go I have no idea uh, I'm not really sure but at the same time I think uh, I want to embrace the the idea of like possibilities. Uh, I think after starting the brand, starting the brand, I'm seeing like a lot more possibilities. Like with people like contacting me, you as well, like wanting to find out more. Um, like I believe in the potential, but it's really great to, great to see that people are kind of resonated with what I do. So definitely, yeah. that, that that really works. And and like why I say. It, I think I'm also really inspired by um, Virgil Abloh. So I, I, I didn't know how much he uh, impacted me and I think a lot of designers as well um, till we know of his passing. Um, I think like what he said that really struck uh, with me is really to, you know, if if you really want to do something, you could, you could do it now. Like he's doing like a like he started off like with t-shirts, right? So like to him, like, you know, screen printing, doing it yourself, you know, trying to figure out yourself. I think like I tried to do the same thing um, uh, previously as well, like trying to make prototypes and all. And even though I didn't find actually a way to produce it, somehow, some way, I think the like things just align and, you know, people contacted me and, you know, we found a way to do it together. So... In hindsight, that was really fortunate of me. Um, and I think that with a lot of creatives out there, I think they're just like opportunities, as, especially with like um, social media as well. Like, like, like there is an opportunity if, you know, you could create something that um, sparked interest and, you know, you have a unique point of view on your, own, on your own. And I think that would really kind of, like help you find your way eventually i believe yeah so. i think i think it's clear that you're obviously just following what interests you and like a lot of trial and error and then yeah people kind of resonate with that authenticity so right. i think that's why it's just and then it naturally goes in the right direction so that's really inspiring but what would you do you have any advice for people who are wanting to get into product development and what the best way is to do this Okay, or footwear. I think footwear with footwear, um, like a great way to start 
is definitely like even with people who don't have background in um, footwear design and like for example 3d um 3d software you could actually i see a lot of like um people who started out designing using uh what's that a vr headset oculus and you could like design in 3d basically what i'm trying to say is that like there's like this kind of technology out there that kind of lower the the uh threshold like of entry it makes it easy for you to design so definitely i think like with for example vr headset or you know like you you have the means to create a design that's one thing and definitely i think um if a particular sector or a particular niche of um a design for example footwear if you're interested in footwear then definitely keep um, up to date with like the news uh looking at um I think looking at what people create also can help inspire you. So I think definitely, I think a lot of the times with design is um, knowing and understanding what is out there. Then you kind of take that in and then you can start to think about what you could create that's a little different or what's unique to you, I would say. But definitely understanding like what's uh, like what's available, what's around is it's sort of like a research and you know you understand it, it gives better context to what you create basically yeah no that's really good advice and yeah i just love what you're doing and what you're creating and i'm so excited to see how it all evolves but finally where can um, people check out your work you could check out my work at uh the uh my instagram account which is uh a live form dot bio bio as in biology bio so i think that's quite easy to to find and and there you get the link to my website the website is the same as well alive form dot bio so i thought it's interesting because like it's inspired by nature so i thought dot bio is an interesting uh domain that i guess nobody's using so yeah i love it i love it i love it well thank you so much so inspiring and yeah i can't wait to see how it all evolves yeah for sure thank you thank you thanks for uh inviting me on this uh podcast also video yeah, so happy, happy. Nice conversation. without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.